back at it. Another feedback episode. Yeah. So, I feel like our pre-feedback chatter was longer than this is this actual episode's going to be, but uh, yeah, pretty uh, much. Mm-hmm. So we'll just cover all the ones we hit in between. So we right. did the Clarion episode, which was pretty cool. That was a lot of fun. Uh, had my dad on the podcast. Then we had Will over. Uh, yeah. How long have we been talking about getting your dad on the podcast for miscellaneous items? Yeah. And then we just chose Clarion, but yeah, that worked out pretty well. A good, uh, good chunk. You guys signed up for the, uh, the promotion they had going on. Yeah. We got, f- yeah. Free Clarion for four months, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think even that, I signed up. So uh, well, good for you, uh, man. <laughs> good for you. I can stop stealing out of my dad's house. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. So, so that was good though. We learned a lot, I think. And, um, yeah, it's exciting mm. for what the clearing can can do and it's bring cool. to looks our community. Like, looks a bit different than I saw in the most recent issue after Christmas. There was a whole big write up from your dad about how everything's changing and yeah, the new face of it and a few things. And now you're writing for it. Yeah, yeah. I have my uh, my first one actually just came out uh, on Ali Best Stucky's podcast. You didn't write about our podcast first? No, no. It seemed a bit vain to do <laughs> the that. First, the first podcast you don't re- recommend is ours. Yeah, the one and only. <laughs> yeah, the so. second one will be real talk. Mm-hmm. So if people are interested, they can check that out. And yeah, I'll be doing uh, four of those a year. So yes, people should go subscribe to Clarion. It's a great way, especially if you're part of the Can Ref Church. Yeah, or even whatever, URC or FRC. It's just good reformed uh, stuff coming out of there. It was pretty neat to like hear background on that. I didn't, like literally never knew anything about that. Yeah. So yeah, most people pretty don't. Pretty neat. Anyway. Indeed. And we had 39, which was uh, Joe Boot. That was, yeah. uh, that was also... That was good. A lot of you guys listened to that one, and a lot of people appreciated that. that. Popular, yeah. Not, yeah, not as contentious as I thought it would be, but definitely, um, st- yeah. We're, I guess we're, I don't know, we're struggling to find the other side. Like we, we've really actually tried to be, you know, reasonably balanced on this whole COVID thing. Yeah, we've tried to add a few um, people on, but uh, we've asked for um, various reasons. They have declined, or it's not worked out. Yeah, definitely fair enough. Like we had Winston on to talk about male leadership, but we asked him to come on and talk about COVID too, and he said, "Well, you know, like he's got to worry about his local church and not, you know, yeah, be just spreading his views about regulation or mandates, etc." But it would be good to have somebody on for that. So if anybody knows anybody who'd be willing to come on to talk about it, mm-hmm. who is uh, at the very least sympathetic to the views of, uh, I don't know. What do you call it? Masking, et cetera. Extending the mandates, you know, whatever. Wow. Not even or whatever it is. That, just like um, drawing the line at a different spot when it comes to obeying the government for uh, COVID restrictions. Yeah. I think we've shown our colors at this point. So, oh, yeah. No, Which we've got a lot of appreciation for, but also, you know, we're trying to be balanced here. So, yeah. No, you were up at the, uh, the trucker convoy last week, was it? Yeah. Well, by the time week. this drops, it'll be two weeks ago. So the first. Yeah, after the, the first week, they got there on the Saturday, and we went up Wednesday. Yeah, we stayed overnight Tuesday, and then walked around like so. My wife and my two kids and me. Yeah, so yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, skated on the Rideau like real Canadians. Oh yeah, and then uh, did you guys get beaver uh, tails or no? Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, that was actually a, a condition of going. Oh my for wife, sure. So yeah, she yeah. really wanted to go to see the truckers and then get a beaver tail. So. Yeah, I was like <laughs> mandatory. I said mandatory. we'll take our skates. Yes. And, uh, but yeah, no, it was like, <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure everyone's. Talking about it, and who knows by the time this drops, what it's you know, whole yep. situation is. Well, you're going up on the weekend, so yeah, by the yep. time this drops, you'll have been there too. Yeah, pressure's building too. Mm-hmm. A second liberal MP came out in favor of ending the uh, the mandates and the restrictions today, yeah. so pressure's building on Trudeau. We might not have a leader by next Monday when this drops, so yeah, I mean, I kind of doubt that, but It'll hopefully, be, he'll uh, change his place. 
Yeah, it's really interesting, but like it just has engaged me at least and like so many other people in Canadian politics. Like, yeah. I don't think I've listened to or looked at America in like weeks. So this it's really a cool feeling at least to like yeah, definitely. be engaged in Canada. Because even when there's an election here, I'm more focused on the states because it's just more exciting. There's more stuff moving and yeah, there's always, yeah, there's way more moving parts, right? Uh, I have a lot more media to cover it too, right? There's having I having spent some time in Ottawa myself. Uh, yeah. There is still a lot going on, but it's uh, there's just not as much at stake because of it's Canada. So yeah, exactly. But it's right? still important if you live yeah. if you live here. So well, yeah, the, the pressure's on, and hopefully we see some positive change from it. And hopefully they stay very peaceful and stuff. Like when we were there, it was definitely like like overwhelmingly peaceful. We actually met Aaron Rock up there, and uh, he was we did a we did a hymn sing. Um, the guys, a bunch of guys from ARPA were there and we, uh, there's a whole bunch of Christian people up on Parliament Hill. We did like a hymn sing and yeah. they read and prayed and there was a whole bunch of truckers who came and like watched and there's a trucker who sang after it was awesome. And then, uh, yeah, Aaron Rock was, I think he led in prayer after. And so I, I finally got to shake his hand cause we did that episode with him virtually. So, right. Yeah. But he did a, uh, he was there for three days, I think. And then he did a, uh, a podcast on his, or an episode on his podcast like just explaining what he saw and stuff and yep. definitely like accurate to what we saw. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. I have half a mind to go up there and take a microphone with me and just interview. You gotta take people. a Jerry can. So yeah, that too. Yeah. Oh, if you do that, take a mic and then we should just drop a whole bunch of interviews on the, yeah. On the YouTube channel maybe. or something. Yeah. That'd be yeah. cool. So stay tuned on that. I think, uh, mm -hmm. that could, that could be possible for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, then we had episode 40, uh, which is kind of crazy. We're just flying through these episodes. But uh, we had Winston Bosch mm -hmm. on. I found that one very enjoyable. It was, uh, it was a good conversation. We just dove deeply into uh, his three-part series on what it means to be a leader yeah. in the church. And as far as that goes for, for males and also the role of women in the church and whatnot, mm -hmm. which we will be hitting in a future episode, hopefully. Well, I think, yeah, we kind of wanted to frame it because we're hoping to um, – Talk about flourish in the yep. that organization. Right? Yep, a women's group in uh, um, Burlington Flamborough area. Yeah, which I think is I I only have read a little bit on it in preparation for an episode, but it's uh, yeah, it seems like such a good group. And then we thought this would help frame like how we actually think about the roles. So I don't know, it definitely helped me to understand um, like better the the difference between the role of elders and the role of deacons, and start piecing apart maybe some of the other know yeah. avenues we can open up to women in the church and yeah definitely and to get the historical context too was good um so when you reference nancy piercy and you know it's 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 uh important to be able to distinguish between biblical uh views and, and roles as far as gender goes and then sex and whatnot and then what are we taking in from the culture and what have we received from the culture and yeah both historically and then also what are the present forces that we have to watch out for as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think overall it's pretty balanced and, uh, and biblical. So that was good. I hope biblical. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the goal <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, super interesting. And then we had, uh, our propaganda episode, which is, uh, yeah, also well received, but, um, that was fun. Yeah. That was, Jim's a good guy to talk to. That was, yeah. that was interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, well thought out on this topic for sure. And cause he wrote, I think cause he has his own podcast too. Although, uh, Winston too, um, Reverend Bosch has his own podcast. You can tell all these guys, Joe boot, like, yeah, just like used to talking. Right? Oh yeah. These definitely. episodes have been easy. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, if you're interested in learning about, if you haven't checked out the propaganda one, uh, we go through what is propaganda, how it's made, uh, the role the media plays, and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, and um, yeah, how we can dis- like, discern the news as Christians, right? Yeah. Like, what is propaganda? That's like how it's made, and like not just uh, we think. Like a lot of times when I thought about propaganda before this was more like, yeah, you think of a Nazi sign or uh, you know, like. The things that we, we think about in like World War II terms a lot of times. Yeah. But to think about it more broadly as like um, things that just influence you. And yeah. there's always people um, influencing you one way or the other. So, Oh, totally. But what came up, like we had a couple, we had someone write in uh, talking, giving a couple examples of positive uh, propaganda. Yeah. Which we, you know, we kind of talked about that was like not really a, a negative thing necessarily. Yeah, we use um, it in the in like in the pro life movement. Like, we need a law yeah. has done that quite effectively. Yeah, yeah. Canada has no abortion laws. Yeah, like that's that's a well known fact. At least, uh, well, certainly in our community. But I think it's definitely like the punchy more. slogans, right? So it, you see it actually with the truckers a lot. They use um, these punchy things, like the like we the fringe started. Oh yeah, right. And like you using little things like that, I'm starting to recognize that more and more as like it's a useful way to get your message across. So people on both sides are doing it. And it's yeah. just a matter of who can do it better, basically, to influence culture. But even as Christians, we need to um, – it's good to kind of come up with our own our own things that, you know, put on the back of our vans like we need a law. Like, Yeah. Yeah, there's a place for it. But, yeah, it is like – we talked about this a bit before. But, like, in it is a fine line that you don't want it to become completely sloganeering and have no depth, right? But it, I think yeah. as a tool to um, simplify concepts that are hard to – communicate yeah. i think it's not a bad idea as a, as a starting point to get people into a movement but then you should have a lot of uh backup material or not even yeah. not even backup material so much as just further explanations i feel like we stay away like even as conservatives even in like the conservative party there's a hesitancy to not use these tactics that you see your opponents using um like you oh see i don't it think, in politics i don't think that's true at all the no? conservative party uses that all the time yeah i don't know like i find like even in the media, like you'll see like like the left wing media will often use these like punchy things and like clickbaity, but there's not as many on the on the right. No. Like Rebel News will do it. No, there's that's... a few. But some of them like if you look at the people that you want to follow, they try not to do it. Which is like uh, that's not even true. You'll see it with the Daily Wire does it all the time. Think of like Doug Ford, like Ontario's open for business. Like that was his whole big slogan back in twenty eighteen. Like yeah, people. I think it's. I feel like it's you're well trying to be more sides. fair, and then it it's not as effective. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, no, it's, it might be harder to, to spot if it's your natural. Like, oh, I agree with that, and you don't think it's propaganda, but mm. uh, it definitely gets used all around the spectrum. Hmm. Why is it more effective on the left then? Oh, they like, just have more of it? a media apparatus behind them in mm. in today's like where we're at today. But that's changing too. Legacy media is dying, and you're seeing that in stuff like Joe Rogan oh, yeah. winning the uh, winning the war with Spotify. There, that's interesting. Even uh, like talking to some older people, I mean, we're the young folks, right? Yeah, talking to some older people, even in my church, and like just round, like around the, town, even yeah, around town. You know, when I'm on the street corner, yeah, when I'm walking around town, getting milk at the corner store. But yeah. even even older people who admittedly don't use technology well and wouldn't even like. Um, invite like a Zoom call. Yeah, would be like not even sure how to do that. Right, are 
know that the media is biased and are looking for other means to do it. Yeah. So like they're like, oh yeah, well I got, you know, Instagram or Facebook just for this, so I can like investigate. Yeah. So I was like, hmm. like, it really makes you open your eyes. Is like, you know, then yeah. you're then you're like, can okay, but watch your algorithm too because oh <laughs> you I know, know. Yeah, like, Facebook you never know what, what rabbit hole you end feeding up feeding you everything. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tricky though. It's well. It's good that more and more people are realizing it too, because I feel like five to ten years ago, I mean, people were realizing it, but not nearly to the same extent. And I think, mm. I think, well, the Trump era for some, and then also, also for a large amount of people, COVID has really opened people's eyes to that. People yeah. weren't tremendously engaged as far as politics go, but uh, you know, oh, just kind of casual consumers of of political content, you'll see that a lot more now that people Dude, are awake yeah. to the fact. It's so that, blatant, eh? like the. Yeah. The convoys really kind of open people's eyes too, I think, mm-hmm. because it's just, it's such a, it's a grassroots movement that it's so hard to refute the useful enough, usefulness of it. Even if you don't agree with every, every sign that's there and every, you know, guy's boots on the ground there or their tactic of honking or their, you know, this or that, like the message behind it, that seems to be like the, you know, the overarching message, even from all the people organizing it yeah it's so hard to say anything really bad about it so then they just but it's so blatantly like these people are blasting it these people are praising it Mm -hmm. so how do you like yeah how do you really find the truth in that like yeah it can be tricky can be tricky and but yeah i think it's really there that's what we did well that's (laughs) it go on the ground do some actual journalism yeah but very interesting yeah yeah, it's it's morphing to a nationwide movement, which has been really cool. Well, to see. international, really, like that too. Seeing it like all over the place. Yeah, even Ron DeSantis is uh, looking into GoFundMe. So that's, yeah, that uh, was an absolute Florida scandal, and that's yeah. uh, pretty wild. Yeah. yeah, Jordan Peterson called that like even worse than uh, stuff Trudeau's doing. The fact that they basically took people's well, money I, and yeah, it's it's theft in a way. They did, however, return it, which I feel like it's going to save them in court. But yeah. But they they were gonna, it was complete, they were gonna, complete yeah. collusion, like open collusion. The Ottawa police were yeah. proudly saying that. Yeah. Like they work with the city of Ottawa. Yeah. And I'm sure the federal government as well. Oh, the chief, the chief of pressure. police like praised it. Right? Yeah. The fact that they stole the money yeah. or shut her down. But, and I heard one of their approved charities that they said they were going to give the money to was oh, Planned yeah. Parenthood. Oh, I'm sure. Which is like, which yeah, is like, yeah, no, yeah, 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 I'll take my money back. Yeah, Thank exactly. You. Right. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Okay. Well, actually, that uh, that's a great little transition piece there because we've covered all the episodes we've done recently. We got a bunch of ideas for new episodes coming up, and uh, likely our next episode that we release will be with uh, Samuel Say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find him on Twitter sweet. at uh, handle Slow to Write, maybe Instagram too, I believe. Anyways, he is uh, a Canadian blogger, and he works. I don't know if he's still currently employed, but he for a long time he was with CCBR. Canadian Center for Bioethical Reform. That's so uh, you probably know Jonathan Marin really well. Yeah, yeah, you would know John definitely. And um, yeah, no, he's he's awesome. He's a he's a black guy, and he's just been a big uh, big advocate for pro life pro lifers mm-hmm. in Canada. And then also he's uh, written a lot about critical race theory. So those are two of the main topics yeah. we'll uh, talk to him about. But we'll probably touch on the truckers a bit too. I know he yeah. was out at uh, some local rallies at one point. Oh yeah, yeah, he went out to uh, like to cheer him on when they first came. Right. Very so. Yeah, no, that'll be really good. I, you know, it's really good to hear like a guy like that talking about critical race theory, like, yeah, openly, like bringing it into Canada too, because a lot of it just stays in the states, and we don't often like engage in that stuff. Well, CRT doesn't, but like the commentary, no, the commentary you don't get Canadian commentary, yeah, yeah. which is really good to, yeah. 
So, um, yeah, and then pro-life, like, definitely uh, got to keep banging that drum. So, yeah, no, definitely. Beating I mean, the drum? Yeah. Beating the drum, banging the drum. Yeah, it depends. You know, depends on your, your boat. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So um, that's going to be really exciting. That's the very next one. But, uh, but yeah, I think we're, well, we're looking for guests for an assortment of ideas. Yeah, we got we a lot of topics. And, on uh, I think we have, we have guest ideas and we have topic ideas, we got but they don't always marry, which is, uh, yeah. The, uh, well, the tough part. Now so. one we want to hit, uh, pretty bad actually, uh, it's Lord's supper. I want to talk about that. Talk yeah. about the, how often we celebrate Lord's supper, how seriously we take it. What do we actually believe on it too? I feel, uh, yeah, I, feel, we've been I think talking about that a lot. We'll last a little bit. Yeah. Like, uh, commonly yeah. we might be as the common view in our churches may tend to be more Zwinglian than we, our actual confessional view is, People is don't far know more what that serious. Yeah. Zwingli? Zwinglian. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so that's actually interesting because it's going to synod too, which is going to be, I don't even know when synod is this year. Uh, for sure. Yeah. May. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, they're going to be dealing with a few things about our forms and stuff. And a lot of that comes from, um, trying to abbreviate them or like we want to celebrate more often. I think that's been a more common um, concern. Yeah. People want to celebrate Lord's Supper more often, but I just, you know, we're curious like about how to, how seriously we take it. And then also how, like, how do we feel about it? Like we, we don't like to talk about feelings and stuff like that, but we, oh, is our, is our, our tradition too much? a knowledge tradition and too little a feelings tradition when it comes to like the, the sacraments, because a lot other traditions are a lot more in the feeling and a lot more in the, um, I don't know what you would even call it. I'm can't refer. I don't have the words for it. <laughs> yeah. There's more <laughs> symbolism and more, yeah. well, uh, a, a deeper understanding of the symbolism of it. And then like, um, well, I mean, we were, we were talking about that, like, do we really miss it? Like we've, a lot of churches have, have had to miss it because of COVID or yep. chosen to delay Lord's Supper or, yep. you know, maybe went to a couple times a year or whatever. Yeah. And do we really, as members of the church, really like long for it? Or is it something like, ah, okay, we'll do it next week. Yeah. Ah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or, or if you have to miss it, you know, for any reason, do you really miss it? Or are you just, oh, okay, well, I wasn't there and, you know, I'll let my council know that I wasn't there, but also uh, whatever. Yeah. Right. And so that, that to me, I've, yeah, I haven't been struggling with it. I'm just really curious about it. And if there is something like about it that we can, you know, dig deeper into. And there seems to be a bit of an undercurrent of support for more regular mm -hmm. celebration of it. Yeah. Although there was an article, I didn't have a chance to read it yet, but in Clarion, I believe it was Reverend Eric Campen writing just about um, that we should be aware of the consequences of if we were to initiate more regular celebration of Lord's Supper, huh. it could mean um, cutting down on preaching time and whatnot, which mm -hmm. then you get to the debate about forms and how long we should make those, yeah, and yeah. What, et cetera, et cetera. So but it's a form, conversation worth the having. The forms though. like summarize what we believe so well that it's hard to cut stuff out of them. And, but yeah, then, and then also maybe our format, like how we, the liturgy is the well no the format of our lord's supper it's so, oh collective or um yeah like do we do like there's not a ton of churches i don't think that do tables anymore um i know some churches in our federation go uh you're invited by the the consistory um 
like actively and then you go to the front to get the elements and bring them back to your pew right yeah. some some like our church we uh distribute through the thing so you do the the bread and then the wine separate so you celebrate it almost like i don't know like disjointed like bread wine right yeah um but yeah i i, I don't know i've never had the chance to do lord's supper at the table it literally like we so we switched right when i professed my faith so I don't really know what that would be like. Table is Whatever. better, in my opinion. I understand the practicalities it of it, but in Spring Creek, we have a table. Right. So I try to do that every week or every other week or something like that, and then have like a church of 600. Yeah. So I get why we've gone the way, but it'd be nice to understand, you know, or to have a discussion about that to start, you know, I think the currents are already there a little bit. But. Yeah. So if you know of anybody or you feel like you would like to come on and talk about that and you have some subject expertise, let us know. Yeah, Send us an absolutely. email. Hit us up on social media. Okay. Uh, there's a couple other, uh, well, so a bunch of other things we want to talk about, but yeah. a few of the other ones, uh, conscience issues, this idea of, uh, yeah, like my conscience afflicts me or I feel like I violate my conscience if I go yeah, and take this action. We've kind of touched on it's, it with like COVID and we've yeah. got touched on it with like, your calling in the world. Yeah. Like this is my calling. This is where God is calling me. Yeah. And, and how did that, you know, it's like, how do you Heart, sleep at night? after Conscience. You this? Like <laughs> yeah. the, these are terms. But also like, how connected. does that, like, what is that idea? And like, is the expression of your conscience or like the, you know, like how important is that concept to, you know, what we believe. Yeah. Well, and also what does the Bible teach about conscience and, and how important are conscience issues? And we talk about mm. conscience issues, like ARPA has talked about conscience issues in relation to doctors not having to uh, yeah, right. recommend patients for, uh, for euthanasia or yeah. for abortion services or whatever. Right. Which is a real issue, which we can which is do a battle. This we could honestly do lost. an abort or a, or a euthanasia episode too, but it's a, yeah, we could, yeah, uh, it wouldn't be bad. It's a real struggle. I've heard from nurses like firsthand. Oh, yeah. seeing this kind of stuff go on like yeah. unbelievable yeah another one i want to talk about too is drugs in the church um lots of different using types of drugs. drugs in the church yes should this be allowed yes yeah. um, it'll it'll definitely invoke speaking in tongues <laughs> yeah it'll be uh yeah something going on for sure <laughs> so yeah, weed would be a good one to, to touch on, uh, especially since it's been yeah, legal right. for a couple of years yeah. now. What do people feel about it? Obviously, Douglas Wilson, we're going to have him on. Yeah, I mean, he's a bit of a big to, fish. I'm not yeah, sure right. if we'll be able to snag him, but. He wrote a whole book on it, so we should read that. But, yeah, I mean, lots of people smoke weed and go to our churches, so it's, uh, I think it's right, a live yeah. and well yeah. topic. So it would be good to touch on. Medicinal versus recreational. What is like, I guess yeah. even smoking at this point is more taboo than marijuana, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the young crowd. I mean, we're like, we call ourselves young, but I don't know about like the high school era, if that's still a, like, I know when I went, marijuana wasn't, well, it's not legal. It was definitely like a, yeah. I don't know. Was it like a cool crowd thing? I don't know. Yeah, it was maybe. a party thing, right? Like, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. Yeah. You saw it around for sure. Yeah. And now it's like, I don't know if that's still the culture or not. Yeah. Somewhat maybe, but it's, there's just less of a stigma about it. It's not, uh, so it's, it's not, not sort cool. of it's not as fun for a kid to do. It's not it's some not sort of brave thing or like yeah. some sort of like risky activity. It's like, oh, huh. you went and bought it at the government store. Nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right, right. Wow. I guess if you're underage, it's still pretty. Yeah, nice that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I came like it was like right when I was like 18, 19, it got legalized. Oh, so. really? Yeah. 
So uh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Talk about that. I want to talk about psychedelics too, which is a whole yeah. other drug that's, that isn't, I don't know how common it is, but you should do some online surveying to see. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Uh, I'm so curious because, because guys like Joe Rogan talk about that and there's been like, well, even um like sam harris and there's some like highly intellectual guys who have talked about methods not just psychedelics but talked about like meditation in order to get to that kind of a state of mind like very wild like i don't know people have religious like experiences on psychedelics so what to make of that yeah it's like and like what is that like is that a christian thing to be doing is that a is that a realm of your mind that you should just leave alone? Or is that like, what do they, what is that? Is that like getting outside your mind? Is that yeah. trying to get into some like spiritual state or like some, is it a fast track some to other, an, like to an unearned state of mind? Yeah. That like, you should actually obtain by a, a lifelong commitment like, to religion yeah. or like to, to Christianity. Is it analogous to like sorcery of sorts? Like I have literally no idea. So yeah. I'm super curious about that. I do not know if we have a psychedelic expert in our churches. That would or, be tricky uh, around, but yeah, we can just bring Joe Rogan on instead. <laughs> I'm sure he'll lend us his time. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he gets kicked off Spotify, then uh, sure. <laughs> um, okay, um, another one we've had a lot of requests on is uh, dating, singleness, that whole scene. But we could also tie that in with marriage too. And oh yeah, Lucas is engaged. I don't know if anyone knew that. Oh yeah, a couple months back. Yeah, yeah. A couple so, months already. December. Yeah, Lucas proposed to his, uh, well, fiance, but fiance. girlfriend of. Uh, I guess you uh, proposed to your girlfriend to make her your fiance. Correct. She said yes, so he is now engaged. So he's getting out of the realm to be able to talk with us. So we should snag it quick while he can. Yeah, no, I've <laughs> I've gone through the whole gamut in the last whatever. It's been almost a year since we started dating. So, but yeah, we've talked about that, like just in terms of like how how you and Elle met and how like. My wife and I met Kel, Ellen Kel, Ellen Kel, Kel met. Oh, that's that's good. Um, and yeah, like it's different stories, but we're not that far apart in in terms of technologies and stuff like that. To like our parents, who literally like had to call each other on a party phone or something. Yeah, like dial a, tone. Sent there, a carrier like, pigeon to yeah, their and then they got sh- they got yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Blew some smoke signals yeah, across the way. Ride the stallion in the darkness. Yes. To, yeah. yeah. Mount your triceratops to go pick them up for a day. <laughs> so, but the the technology and how like even COVID's changed that I'm sure, and uh, how different being single is, especially like high school age, even younger, like the connectedness of everybody and how that affects relationships and stuff like that is definitely. I mean, I don't know what to think about it, and I'm only how old am I? Twenty? No, yeah, uh, almost thirty. Yeah. I'm almost 30, but, and I don't even know how to navigate that. And for my kids, I'm pretty much euchred. So I have to ask them in oh, their yeah. 40 to see how, you know, how it went. But yeah, they're still single. You're like, ah, shoot. No, okay. Yeah. Well, Which that gets into the episode because there's nothing wrong with being single too. So it's, uh, yeah, that's a whole other, like, the group pressure of, of uh, maybe we have to summon younger than us on. We haven't done that yet, have we? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. But I mean, we're pretty low bar already. It's true. No, I think we'll have to find someone who's uh, who's willing to talk about that. Maybe a counselor, perhaps, or something. But yeah, it's yeah. a it's a whole different scene today, right? So. Definitely interesting. Yeah. 
And then two other ones, and we'll wrap this puppy up because it's probably been going on too long. And if you're still listening, thank you very much. You must be quite interested in what we're doing and what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> Just the sound of your voice. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, uh, we mentioned women in the church, so we can just let that one go. Yeah, I was just going to like just leave it and be, oh, okay. not even touch it. I'm just going to mention it again. Yeah. I got it on my paper, so. Yeah, you're uh, you're a real pro, a veteran. All right. I don't people, usually have a paper, so. People are not going to like that. Okay. Oh, come on. Anyway, so we want to talk about business. Um, yeah, we're going to get your, your Uncle Darren Bosch on one of these days. Yeah, we, I got to bug him again, but uh, that's been in the works for a year. Yeah. Um, he was on Tyrannus Hall, so we. We want to do something a little different time. than that. Kind of. Um, well, we both, yeah, we're whatever. We're running a Christian business, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, although we don't have like you know two hundred and eighty employees or anything. No, no. But uh, um, yeah, to get his opinion on how to like, how do you do business in a Christian way? How do you approach the marketplace as a Christian? Um, do your project, 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 products and services look different because you're a Christian? Do you, how do you care for employees? Maybe things like that. Yeah. Um. How is that different? And, you know, how it can be a positive influence? Yeah, is should it be a mission, a missional approach to things? And yeah, how to be uh, you know, sly as serpents, but innocent as doves, and like sure. you want to make money but also serve people. And yeah, and like yeah, I so it's, um, it's tricky. Yeah, so he's part of uh, Deliver You, which is kind of does that whole gambit. So we'll uh, get him on. Exactly. Okay, man. The last one, uh, and maybe not all of you are interested in this. And uh, we're going to talk about this for another half hour. So now we'll, we'll make this really quick. <laughs> is the whole area of cryptocurrencies and, uh, Bitcoin. and Bitcoin especially. Um, I read a book recently called Thank God for Bitcoin, which, you know, seems a bit much on its face. But uh, it's a really good book. Uh, pretty quick read. Probably took like two hours, something like that. Um, so it took me 12 hours. Well, I, yeah, I don't know about that. But <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's not too complicated, not too technical doesn't uh, but it just explains <clears throat> our current financial system what fiat money is like the currency we use every day compared to what bitcoin is and mm-hmm. what the world could be if we move to a bitcoin standard um yeah let and us then know it, if you're interested in this because we yeah. are fascinated about it but we also think about the uh we think about politics and finances and i guess the financial world way too much you're trying to buy a house, so you don't have a choice but to think about inflation. Yeah, it's sad. So, um, yeah, just let us know if you're interested in hearing about uh, what Bitcoin is, how, like, our financial, you know, mechanism that is the Canadian dollar is a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, and if you've read some books around this, have any recommendations, send us a even, message. Even a guest or two or, or a, you know, so someone this- who knows, someone you know that's way into it. Yeah, so the book I read, uh, thank God for Bitcoin, it had like six or seven authors to it. But one of those guys is a PCA guy down in Nashville, I believe. So uh, yeah. Derek Walchuk is his name. So be interesting to have him on, get kind of especially particularly reformed perspective. He probably already listens to the podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, so if you're listening. Far and wide, of course. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so that'll be good just to give people an understanding of what it is. And then try to explain, is it like, I think a lot of people think it's just a speculative stock market-y kind of gambling kind of feature yeah. uh, system. Um, but if you're into it, it's, people are, you know, thinking about it in way 
different terms and yeah. thinking uh, that it's going to take over our financial. So maybe the truth is somewhere in the middle, but I'm of the mind. Yeah, it's it's it, here to stay, and what that world looks like is is up for debate still. But it's it's good to know. I think it's an, it's almost an imperative to to yeah. Learn I think about. especially if it is going that way, we as Christians need to know what it is, know how to engage with it, and you know, you basically need to know what you think about it because at some point you're going to get, con- your get confronted with it. And if you don't know what a Christian view is on it, then. Well, more, more even specifically just on money itself. What does the Bible say about money? How do we treat money? Yeah. We like it. It's like a kind of a, yeah, it's a bit of a taboo topic. Like we don't, we don't often like to talk about money, you know, in a broader sense. Yeah. Like it's easy to point to text and say, yeah, like pay your taxes work hard, you know, whatever, invest, be yeah. smart, be stewardly. But to talk about like monetary policy and to talk about, you know, what is it? Like, what is fiat money really? And also we don't get into that tons and like talking about like, what are the how to leverage credit and all those things? Like, what are the incentives in our system and, and yeah. why is it set up the way it is? Yeah. And uh, are there ways that we can do it better perhaps? Yeah. So all those kind of things and more. So yeah, coming right at you. That's uh, that's where we're at for today. I think we'll leave it there. Yeah, uh, but we got a lot on the horizon, lots to keep talking about. Um, so keep sending us your feedback. A lot of it is, uh, I mean, it's thoughtful, but also a lot of people just saying, "Hey, keep it up, great work, love it," sort of thing. So yeah, we're only gonna tell you about those ones. So. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's been overwhelmingly positive. positive and yep, um, yeah, thanks. And let us know what you think about these feedback episodes because we're just forever riffing on things to know. We enjoy them because they're a bit of a break for us too, especially when we get behind in recording. Yep. And when we can't find guests for all of our amazing topics that we came up with. But yeah, it's a little um, tricky because we don't feel like we're terribly interesting and you shouldn't really care about what's going on in our lives. But at the same time, it's like I know people appreciate that. Like I know I appreciate that with podcast hosts when they share what's going on and and what they're doing. So I get a little bit of behind the scenes. So, yeah. We could give you all the behind the scenes. You could come join us on our work day. It's terrible. Yeah. No. (laughs) Definitely. All right. That's where we're at for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you on the next one, folks. Keep having real talk. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Real Talk. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen or watch the show. If you want to send us your feedback, and we'd love to hear it, please email us at reformedrealtalk at gmail.com. If you want to find us online or social media, we've got a lot of great content there. Just search Reformed Real Talk and we should come right up. This show is created and produced by myself, Lucas Holtfleur, and Tyler Vanderwood. And our wonderful podcast manager who does all the editing is Mariah Tamiga. So we're really thankful for her contribution to the show as well. That's all for now, folks. Thanks for watching or listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.